0: Welcome to episode two of This World Blows. Guess what? I smoked. Yeah, I smoked again. I did wait half a day. That's pretty good for a guy like me who wakes up and smokes immediately for breakfast. It's pretty good. I did wait, so I feel good about it, though I completely gave in to the endorphins of smoking again. Um, And in that scenario, it's, it's rainy, it's disgusting outside. It's horrific outside, so I couldn't smoke in my backyard. So I went to my front little courtyard area, and I was reminded of what happens when you smoke in the front area, which is people just show up. Humans like are just—I don't know what it is in, about New York and smoking, but like if you if you smoke a joint in public, people will just congregate around you. Pe- children, they'll people with their kids, their strollers will show up out of nowhere and stop in front of you and just look at their phone as if you. It's like, it's the weirdest thing I didn't experience at Nashville. I don't think I've experienced it in LA, but in New York, if you smoke, people people are attracted to it. It's the weirdest. It's it's the strangest and worst thing. It's like when you're in the kitchen and people just show up. Like there's certain sounds and things that attract people, though they're not wanted but smoking does it every i mean i'm so lucky i have a backyard so i can just relax like i deserve oh there's plane 1 plane 1 is above head folks Let's see if we get to 6 planes tonight but so i was just outside smoking and literally there's a car turned sideways in the road for some reason just with its headlights on pointing at me that's just what happens if you're smoking. I would recommend in New York City, carry a joint around with you in case you get uh, murdered, stabbed, or whatever. Because if you do, just light up and people will show up. It's a guarantee people will show up if you light a fucking joint. It's, it's so, I mean, I used to, I mean, there's no way to like film it, but it was like, I would count when I would go outside and smoke in the front and see how many people show up Versus when I'm like out there putting my bike away or something, and it's it's comical and it does seem like Truman Show-esque, where it's like this is a dead street, but if you if you hit that little lighter, people are are just feet from you somehow with their children. It's always with children. It's not like it's not like cops are showing up. It's like someone with their kid is right next to you, and you're like I'm at my house. You can keep walking, but they don't. They just sit there. That's good parenting. I mean, seldom does anyone say anything, but if they do, it's it's always like smells good or some dumbass like S- smells like someone's smoking. Like which is like if you smoke, it doesn't really make sense that you would do that cuz it's like you understand that when you smoke you get paranoid and the last thing you'd want is someone yelling out what you're doing. It also no one does it for anything else. No one smells cigarettes and goes cigarettes. Like, no one goes like, yo, it smells good over there. It's so stupid. I I mean, part of why I didn't smoke weed for the first beginning half of my life was because I hated pot culture. The other part was because I was like intensely Christian. That was probably far outweighing the hatred of the culture. But I didn't get into pot for so long because I I just hated pot culture, pot people. But I just yeah I don't like the culture of it. I mean I guess it's the same as anything where it's like I like music. I don't like guitar center. I don't like guitar stores. I don't like uh, music culture necessarily. I, I, again, I'm a bastard. I hate it all. I hate it all. I like what I like, and everything else blows. Oh, what a great outlook I have. There was a day last week where um, I didn't, did the same thing, where I didn't smoke until like 7 o'clock or something at night, and in the middle of the day, I felt so stoned. Wait, that's, sorry to pause again. Plane 2. We're easily going to get the six planes tonight on The Plane Show. But anyways, I, I I didn't smoke the other day for such a long time that it got me stoned somehow. And I was like, "What the? I smoked just to get less stoned." So I wonder how how deep marijuana is in my blood right now that if I don't smoke, I'll start tripping balls. I can hear them New York cops out there doing whatever they're doing. I got pulled over the other day on a on a Revel scooter, which are these like rentable scooters in New York. I di- I I got pulled over cuz I I don't know, I crossed like a double line. I did a U-turn when I wasn't supposed to on a scooter. I got pulled over. It was terrifying. The cop gets out of the car and he's, and he asked me for my ID and stuff. Give it to him. And he looks at it and he says, Asher from the Bar Mitzvah? And I was like, uh, uh. And I had, you know, the split second concept of like, do I lie and say I'm someone I'm not? Or do I, I didn't, but I did leave it open to maybe. I said, I, I've, Asher from a bar mitzvah is what I said who knows what he heard but he just was like okay you know you're you were compliant we're not all bad or something I don't know if he was I don't know maybe he saw how scared I was and was like trying to say like you know don't be scared I don't know but it, it was a weird encounter and it seems like he thinks I'm someone he went to a bar mitzvah with or he went to my bar mitzvah which I am not Jewish but I will say I am to get out of a ticket Any day. I'll say anything. Get me out of this ticket. I don't want my revel membership cancelled. So I'll say I am part of the Khmer Rouge. Plane number three. On the plane show. It's pretty annoying. I mean I maybe I guess I could I could always like pause whenever there's a plane and hide it. But I'm not gonna. I was recommended on YouTube to check out an Australian 60 Minutes interview with one of the good Charlotte singers. And, of course, I did, because apparently he's on the Australian version of The Voice. It's always funny to find out that other countries have the same things, and it's just like, oh, yeah, of course it's not just us. But I guess that's just how the American mindset works is like, no, it's just everyone's watching uh, our stuff, right? No one, they don't have their own things. The thing I like about seeing what you think is specific to your culture in another culture is that it kind of breaks a certain spell. Because I, I remember very specifically the first time I, for some reason, saw a music video of a, of a, a Spanish band playing, I guess it was probably nu metal based on the era, but it was like a, 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 a Spanish nu metal band and, it, and they're obviously not singing in English. And I, for the first time, heard how silly nu metal sounded because it wasn't presented in this format that I saw it in which made sense. It was all of a sudden presented in like, Oh, here's what here's just the raw sounds of what's going on and what these guys with dreadlocks are doing. And and when I saw that flipped back to me, I was like, Oh, everything is horrifying. Everything sucks. Like it almost sounds like I'm saying because I saw something that was in Spanish, it was bad. I don't mean that at all. I, I just mean the the spell that was uh, whatever that you could call it pop culture, whatever whatever it was when you're a youth and you think a style is cool, whatever clothing, bands, all these things that that obviously don't have staying power in later life. That was a moment to me when it like popped, when I was like, oh, everything everything that I think is is uh, cool could could be not cool. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe if uh, you know, without con with when there's no context to it, the way I see it, it's actually not. Cool. I have been going also down that, back in the new metal, I mean, I guess I never, I've always laughed and loved new metal, or I used to love it when I was a kid, and then, since then I've laughed at it. But I've been diving way deep back into the new metal hole to see, like, what on earth could have prompted this to happen? Like, what did it mean? Why was it there? And why did it sell? Because it was huge at, a, at one point. Like, bands like P.O.D. and uh, Limp Bizkit, Linkin Park. These bands massive. So it's like it, it wasn't just an underground dumb thing. It was a massive dumb thing. I hope there's, like, documentaries on it in the future. Like, certain, like, not ones about bands. Documentaries about the psychosis that would lead to people pretending they had bad lives in music because most of that shit was was that was was I mean, most of those groups papa roach disturbed all those things if you uh find interviews which i have none of those are about them like all the stories of like suicide all these things are are concepts that they made to sell basically they were selling to uh, to the youth that like you know this is how it is and there was a lot of people who bought into like yeah i guess my life does suck When your life, it sucked, but it was only because it was boring. It wasn't like you weren't being assaulted every day. I mean, some people were, but I'm just saying there's a big group of people, probably like me, that listened to Korn and was like, maybe life is fucked up. And it's like, well, it is, but again, not like the way, not based on these things, not based on what Head P.E. said. It is so funny, the elitism that I had even within new Metal and, and within the crap that I liked... Excuse me. within the shit that I liked, because it was shit, to, to still have an elitism, because we loved, like me and my friends loved Deftones and System of a Down, all these dumb things, but we thought ICP was incredibly lame. ICP is stupid. And yeah, that's one's clown rap, and it's not the same thing, I guess, in the genres, but, it, but looking back, it's like, these are all white guys that had dreadlocks. So, I don't know, it, it, they, they do live in the same world, on some level, at least to the outside, it's like if you were a parent and had a kid you, and you saw Limp biscuit CD or a POD CD or an ICP CD in your kid's bedroom they're all the same to you, it's all like this is so sad that my son is into this and it's, it's too, it's really too bad cop car number two what's he up to? Who knows, probably something bad, guess what folks plane number four approaches on the plane show In, in, now I'm going to, like, obsessively... Or not... I'm going to accidentally start, like, tracking the time between these now because I'm, I'm committing to do this show for the rest of my life, and I'm committing to living in this apartment for the rest of my life. So it's not going to stop. Oh, yeah, in in the, uh, the Good Charlotte interview, the, the Australian Good Charlotte 60 Minutes interview that I just watched, the dude talks about how his dad left on, on Christmas, or, or they referenced that. And I th- was thinking how... Strange that is like that is a thing, obviously, we've all heard about not a trope, but I guess it's a reality that like certain dads have run away from their families specifically on Christmas Eve. It seems like such a weird time to do it because I presume there's already gifts under the tree, so it's not like crap, I didn't get my family any toys, so I'm gonna run away for the rest of my life. So, and it's all it. It's also like, where are you gonna go? Cause it's Christmas Eve, everything's closed. Like, I don't understand the benefit in walking during the night when everything's closed. I just is like, I guess you could drive, but like, you could drive any time, Dad. You don't have to leave. What? Like, leave three days before Christmas to leave on Christmas Eve is so weird. Also, cause like your kids are gonna be awake in anticipation of Santa, so it's not like this is the perfect time to leave, because my kids will be having their ears to the door, waiting for a man to walk into the house with gifts, and then I'll just sneak out. It doesn't, like, it's such a bizarro, I don't know why it would be, like, triggering, where it's like, ah, oh, it's Christmas Eve, I just can't be around these these kids. Like, what, what else are you going to be around? Uh, your car? You're going to sleep in your truck tonight? Sounds way cooler? I guess you could go to a, a bar, but, like, you could also just go to a bar and not run away from your family. I don't know. I suppose the kind of guy that would do that, you're way better off without him. It's like, yeah, well, okay, bye. That's plane number five. As a bit, I mean, I I agree it's not funny already. Plane number five is past. And it's not going to stop. So maybe I'm going to come up with like a code. Not a code. I'll just say P6. I'll just acknowledge it. It's gonna be a really exciting part when I say P6 in about five minutes. I'll tell you this much, folks. It's disgusting in New York right now. Very cold. Back and forth between unbearably cold and very cold. But it's also like a wind thing. Raining, though. Piss rain. New York is hell. If hell was cold as fuck. In the winter here, it is not my cup of tea. In the winter here, like I get sick for like a full month, basically. It's it's like Maybe it'll be two weeks here, two weeks there. But it's like, I'm sick for a month of, of the time at the minimum. And when I say sick, I mean sick, folks. Come on. Don't make me describe it. It's disgusting. I do have chronic sinus issues, though. Another reason to stop smoking. I know what you're saying. Asher, that's part of it. I know. But guess what? I'm bored. So I'm going to get myself sick. I do have a fantasy, though, that, like, there's, like, a worm inside me. or, or I mean, that's hear me out I have a fantasy that there's a worm inside me and or something it's a gelatinous cube something and a doctor finds it and he goes what the hell is this they pull it out and then all of a sudden I'm like and I'm like my health just goes and I go like oh shit this is how I was supposed to feel my whole life now I'm strong and I'm not bald I'm hoping that happens I don't know if it's a possibility but I do feel like you know there's a chance that there's some kind of Creature inside of me that's kept me sick for most of my life, and that it could just be some worm that's in my nose. You know, these are the things I w- I, w- I hope that tells you kind of where my brain is. Is that I hope that that's true. P six, y'all. P six. When when I sleep, you gotta know one thing. I'm gonna be sleeping with audio on. I need to be watching a movie of some sort. I need sound. I most like Bob Ross when I go to sleep. It does this thing, it hypnotizes me, the sounds of him painting his calm voice that is always remaining kind of in one tone, and also the, the repetition I've, I've watched maybe all of his shows, so there's just so much repetition that he says like, um, you know, Happy Little Trees is obviously the one everybody knows, but like, you get used to, it's like a parent or something, it's like they always say these same things and that there's something bizarrely comforting about that, where like it's, it's not annoying or repetitious it's just like oh good it's mom says everything's gonna be okay great just a temporary distraction to let me go to sleep for two hours before i have to wake up and pee but last night specifically uh always what happens is this i fall asleep listening to bob ross because um, usually i turn away from the computer but i'm listening to the sounds of him painting and i fall asleep I wake up at some point the computer's you know stopped but for some reason last night it didn't and I woke up maybe five different times and Bob Ross was still going and I didn't stop it because I was like, I'm, I still needed to get back to sleep every time I wake up. I had a whole cycle, like a whole night cycle where I kept waking up to Bob Ross and going to sleep to Bob Ross. And it was this weird, it was very strange when I actually fully woke up in the morning and was like, what did I just do all night? But hey, what else am I gonna do? I got nothing. This shutdown, more than anything, like proves to me that we need our delusions because for me it's like every day i'm i'm uh uh-oh guess what folks p7 now i'm getting annoyed by this should maybe i should not be recording these on sundays but too late because i am but like i need i need fantasy I need to believe that maybe tomorrow a video of mine on Instagram will become famous, and that I will become famous. I need to believe that, or else I would go like, "What am I doing here in this city now, enduring this psychotic weather, getting sick for a month, wishing I had suicide pills, but I don't, so I'll just take Benadryl." But like, for instance, if if we were just told, "Guess what, guys? It's gonna it's gonna be worse, and everything's shut down for another three years." This is what it's going to be like for the industries. I can't, I can't afford to wait three more years, guys. My beautiful youth is passing me by. Currently, it's not past, but I need these. I need to believe. I need to believe. That's that's the new show. I need to believe. The need to believe. That'd be interesting. I mean, that's kind of how I felt about religion. Um, or not all religions but about Christianity it was like I'm trying it's not working but like I'm trying I'm, try- I'm praying every day I don't i am feel or hear God but I'm trying so I'm trying to believe I need to believe that, that, that I'm going to get that I'm going to get a deal with Uber I need to believe that I'm going to get a deal I'm going to be Uber spokesman and I'm going to talk shit about Lyft and I'm going to cuss I'm gonna cuss in your commercials. I'm gonna say lift drivers suck shit. That's what that's the slogan. I'm gonna that's what I'm gunning for. I wanna be so famous that I can go to Uber and go, guess what? I'm your spokesman, you don't have a choice. It is me. And this and the slogan is Lyft drivers suck shit. Does Lyft even exist anymore? I don't know. Because I've been in my apartment and I don't have money to go anywhere. Okay, let's see what YouTube wants me to check out. I'll just list off these these um these titles here. Five creepiest killers, admittance videos that will dot dot dot. That's to get you to click. Professor awoken by neighbor only to learn he blank blank blank. I guess that's to get me to click. When online harassment moves into the real world, Australian 60 minutes, I don't know that they have the internet. I don't know if I believe that, but I do believe that Australia has real-world harassment. Grant Amato police interrogation. That's a good one. He's a freako. Mark Wahlberg invents rap metal, and it's a clip from the movie. What? Uh, whatever rock star? Whatever he's the metal singer movie. Near death captured by GoPro camera part eighty. Now, that's what I'm talking about. A real collection. They're at part 80. Uh, MTV Cribs, let me show you some freaks. Rob Zombie's 7,000 square foot home. Uh, Uber driver exposes undercover cop trying to blank, blank, blank. Or I keep saying blank. Dot, dot, dot. Interesting. I wonder if it heard me just say Uber? I wonder what Robert Zombie's doing right now. I'll tell you this much. I know what he was doing a few years ago because I was in an office in an interview out. Where was it? It was somewhere. It was they, ca- they call they called the porn capital of L.A. or whatever. Where it's like I don't know if that's the right terminology, but like it's it's like an hour drive outside of L.A. and it's it's an area that I guess maybe they film a lot of porn in. And there's but there's also real studios. But I was interviewing for this job on a Rob Zombie movie. I'm doing this interview and I see him walking into the building through this window, and I was like, oh, weird. Because it's also this giant, empty building in this kind of small, weird town. I'm talking to this guy getting interviewed, and Rob Zombie's, he's my peripheral. I I see him walk in, goes into his office. Guess what? P-8. Plane number eight. On the plane plane show. show. The question is, was that funny or annoying? I guess I won't know. Unless... One of my five friends listens to this. And let's give him a nickname. The, let's call him The Five. We're talking about Gabe. We're talking about Kevin. We're talking about Brandon. We're talking about Will. We're talking about Mike. That's the, that's the um, not the Fab Five, The Five. So from now on, if I say, Yo, know, a question for The Five, we'll know that it's only, that I'm referring to the only people listening to this podcast, which are The Five of Them. You know, when I call upon The Five, they're there for me. Sometimes. At least one of them is. Brandon's always there. Oh yeah, back to my Rob Zombie interview. So I'm interviewing with this guy, and Rob Zombie's in my peripheral. He's wa- He goes into this other little office. And it was such a surreal moment, because I was like, is my life about to t- really change? Am I about to start working on this Rob Zombie movie? And I, when I say change, I, I don't mean like, it, did I just hit the big time? I mean, have I given up so far... On my life that now I'm tr- that I'm gonna accept a job that's an hour drive away from my parents' house, which I'm crashing at, and it's a Rob Zombie movie. Am I doing this to myself? And I didn't, but I wish forever that I had. Every time I make a choice where I go like, why would I do that? And I walk from it. I wish I stayed every single time. There was a time when I was uh, I went to China to teach, and then I got there and found out uh, it was kind of a scam, and like I was kind of getting roped into owing them money somehow and being stuck there for a year paying them off. And, of course, I left as soon as I could when I found out this was, like, a weird trick thing. And as soon as I got back, I was like, fuck, I should have stayed. I should have been a slave in China for one year. Because, ultimately, it's so much more interesting of a story. I would have probably grown and had to change and, like, who knows what, what would have become of me But something way cooler than what has become of me. Which is a guy who wasn't a slave in China at all. I'm an idiot. I should have done it. Guess what, y'all? P9. But of course, I wish I had stayed and worked on this Rob Zombie movie because it's like, I could have probably become buddies with Rob Zombie knowing how great I am at whatever, at, at being a PA. Of course a PA is going to become friends with the director. That's not far fetched at all. I would become friends with Robert Zombie, and then he would introduce me to the band Cold Chamber. If you don't know who Cold Chamber is, do not look it up. Allow me to explain. I'm kidding, I know nothing about Cold Chamber. I do I was just watching one of their live videos though from ninety eight. I mean back to it kind of full circle, back to the new metal reality. Like, it's so surprising that all the kids that listen to that stuff, it's so surprising that their parents didn't beat them up. Because like if you had a if you were a, a parent and you and you're like I bust my ass for my kid love my kid and then they're listening to music about how you aren't there for them you you kind of have the right to then not be there for them or hit them you get to hit your kid luckily my parents had grace for me they forgave me of my incubus choice my dad took me to an incubus show in Memphis when we were pretty I think that's where it was yeah. We we're pretty young, you know. And Incubus is a rowdy band. Actually, my dad took me to uh, Family Matters. Or fa- sorry, fa- <laughs> the Family Matters Steve Urkel tour. No, the Family Values Corn uh, yes. Head PE Orgy Biscuit tour. It was one of the first secular concerts I've ever been to, and it, I it I loved it. I loved it. It was so loud, and. Uh, scary which was it was just like so opposite of what we had been uh I mean my, my dad liked cool music and um and, and he liked heavy music but like as far as concerts we'd only really been to Christian like Newsboys Christian concerts so the first like I think the first secular thing I really saw was them like maybe there was someone I think maybe STP or someone else in the mix but that was the first like you know Scary thing that I would seen, and I was like, this is awesome. And you know, that set me on the path to be here now as a 35 year old talking about it when I should be probably talking to a therapist about it. But it's too late for that. Well, it's not too late. I'm too broke for that. It's, it's, yeah. I'm too broke for that. That is, that is part of my um, get famous slash rich fantasy is, is, and, you know, survival strategy is like, don't worry about your broken teeth. You're, you'll deal with that when you become a millionaire. Which, if it doesn't happen, you're dead anyways, I guess. So, but, you know, it's... Uh-oh. Pete Tan. That's right, y'all. Plane number 10. Here to interrupt me once again. I just had, like, a flash of looking forward into the future. Of, I guess, being in the future and looking back and listening to this and being like, Asher, why why do you always think it's funny to do the newscastery voice? Because, I, you know, like anything, I, there's no way in the future I'll look back at this and be like, Man, I'm sharp. I'll look back and be embarrassed. Because you always think your current self is smarter than the old self or whatever. So fuck you, future self. You're not smarter than me. In fact, you're probably very diminished. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Asher, in ten years, you dumbass. If you're even alive. You got no teeth. You got no friends. You stink. And guess what? You're certainly not famous. You're probably right now 45 years old, hoping to get on like Dr. Phil to salvage, to just to say I was on TV. Well, guess what, Asher? You're not on TV, you fuckface. You're dead. I hope I am alive actually in the future to listen to that and be like, was that a funny bit to talk shit to myself in the future? Probably not. I'll probably listen to this and be like, oh, I see who I'm ripping off in that era, but you know what? What are you gonna do? Not record yourself talking alone in a room? What are you, fucking stupid? How are you gonna get any friends? Okay, back to YouTube. Jeez, Louise. Okay, what does it want me to watch? That's what I gotta find out. Self-defense, Times Square, street performer, kicks guy in, dot, dot, dot. They want me to think it says balls. Probably in, like, the ribs. Um, the guy also, the, the street performer who's kicking the man is painted gold. Charles Manson, best quote. That's a 14-second video clip. Why? Why does that exist? A serial killer Richard Kolinsky about killing random people, blah, blah, blah. So it knows that I'm into, um, not into serial killers. It knows that I'm into freaky vids. Uh, 3,000 miles, gumball 3,000 rally from 2006, Bam Margera. Not checking that out. Well, maybe I will check that out. In fact, what am I talking? Yeah, I'm checking that out. I've seen it before, but I'm gonna watch it now to really shit on it. It's recommending Joe Rogan on Mark Wahlberg's dedication to fitness from nine months ago. What? That's that's what I should watch. Is Joe? Is what Joe Rogan on Mark Wahlberg's? De- like, how does he feel about this other guy's dedication to this thing from nine months ago? I gotta know what he says. I've got to know. It also recommends a Vice video, it recommends Andrew Watson interrogation. So it kind of knows what I'm into. The thing I'm tired of on YouTube is that there's millions of videos on YouTube. I don't see why when I look up most painful fails, which I do all the time, it's going to show me it's going to show me a lot of videos compilations and such. When you click on any of those videos, doesn't matter when it's uploaded, it's just this weird rehashing of old fail videos from like 2009 until now where there's there's these it's I don't know if they're treating it like it's the greatest hits or if it's just like a computer algorithm that builds these videos and just pulls pieces from one to another and makes a quote unquote new one to get views I don't know what it is but it's so disappointing because we don't need multiple videos of the same thing on the internet okay and I think me saying this now is gonna fix it. Okay, something weird's going on because there's been no plane overhead for a long time. And if you've been listening so far, we got up to like eight or nine planes. And now nothing? I wonder what's happening on the news right now that I'm not gonna look into that's the reason why there's no planes in the air right now. Well, I'll just watch like a funny video instead. Man kicked in nuts. Gotta see this. Who kicks a thief in the face. Yep, this guy's trying to steal this guy's money. Just got kicked in the face. And you know what? I'm into that. Straight up. That's very Times Square, though. I mean, like... Times Square is like a vortex of of, of strangeness. Always has been, always will be. They can clean it up as much as they want. It attracts psychos. There's certain places that attract psychos, or maybe that's uh, that's an unfair... Or maybe that's an uncool word to say. Because I think it attracts... A, a, a whole spectrum, I would say, maybe, of of mentally ill people for many reasons. And th- why it's confusing is that it does attract that, but it also does also, uh, attract just uh, drunk people, too, weirdos, which you can't necessarily say are mentally ill, but they're up to probably no good. It's just a weird place. I mean, I don't know what it is. It's just a vortex that, that maybe it's the lights, but, it's, uh, you know, in a very primal way, it just attracts... People that want to look at lights and harass other people or pull their dicks out. But it's just that kind of area where there's a Mickey Mouse, but there's also a guy throwing up. Or screaming. Screaming for his mom. You tell me where my mom is. Like a 55-year-old man. Where? You tell me where my mom is. That's the kind of zone it is. They got a hat store, though, so check it out. There's an area in, in Times Square where I remember being with a girlfriend when I was, like, 18 or something uh, on a trip. I've seen that spot. I think we maybe we took a picture of this one spot or whatever it is, but I've seen that spot, uh, like, you know, 15, to, maybe more years later when I was working a job in Times Square at nighttime. I saw that spot, and I was like, man, don't you wish you could just pull a 12 monkeys and, like, see your younger self there and with a gun shoot him? Be like, don't, like... Not maybe kill him, but wound myself so that I have to take a different path in life. Shoot me in the arm so that I can't play guitar. It seems like that's just the dream. The dream we all have. Okay, this is a To Catch a Predator video. This is like what I was talking about w- the last episode when I was talking about when these people are caught, they are often try to play like they are the victim somehow. And that like... Maybe if they cry and and maybe if they say, I sh- you should just kill me right now, maybe they'll let you off the hook, which is so dumb. I'm stupid. So there's no friends? 19? 20? I have one friend. He's always working. Nobody else. Ugh, look at where I, where I dress and stuff. Nobody, everybody thinks I'm weird. Everybody thinks I'm weird. Because you try to rape kids? Because that's pretty fucking weird. I mean, weird is the the nicest like scale of of what you are you are a monster buddy but you but you're sad because people think you're weird also just for the visual he is a man a grown man that seems to be dressed as a cowboy in the suburbs like he has a cowboy hat he doesn't seem to be a cowboy i'll just say that about him he just has an odd look but again you know these pedophiles often have odd looks and I know you can't judge someone by how they look but you can if they're a pedophile. That's my rule. I get to, give me some group that I am literally allowed to hate and that's them. Although there are people that might defend and say like you shouldn't these are people that are afflicted. But guess what? I'm going to hate these people. Sorry. 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 Sorry not sorry about hating pedophiles. Guess what? That's plane. I don't even know which plane this is. 10, 11. I keep wanting to not comment on the plane, but it's so hard to just... I I mean, maybe I'll cut all these out. Almost shared this video, or a video on Instagram uh, that seemed to be vaguely political, but then I didn't. Because I remembered, like, that doesn't matter. And... It's true that if everyone shared whatever, X, we could, everyone, you could maybe promote some concept or, or not even a concept, maybe you could promote truth. But like, it doesn't matter because everyone's also sharing dog fart videos. So, you know what I mean? Like the, the mechanism that's, that's there to promote Billie Eilish is probably not going to be the thing that reaches people about the concentration camps in North Korea. Although it might. I mean, that's kind of what vice is. It's like talking about both those, both, you know, real world issues and fake world issues. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm fucking wrong. It would be insane if I was ever wrong. I'm someone who used to listen to new metal. Of course I'm wrong. I'll always be wrong. There's a plane above head right now. It makes me mad. There were so many planes today. Um, But that's episode 2 of This World Blows...